Cotarchesi and Summers are hard on a werewolf. All that sunlight, all that heat, all that hair everywhere. It might be perfect, but that wet dog smell? It's hell sneaking up on a victim, even when you're downwind. <coughs> Let Lycan Industries perfume your pits. Wolfsbane body spray enhances your natural pheromonal discharge to make you irresistible. Whatever gender, species, or ethereal entity you're stalking, let Wolfsbane be your accomplice. Make tonight's pursuit easy on yourself. A couple of squirts of Wolfsbane and your sweet summer sweat will have them swooning like a hemophiliac on tap at your favorite vamp bar. Wolfsbane Body Spray Pit Perfume for the Discriminating Werewolf <laughs> Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. I'm your Dungeon Master, not your Dungeon Master, but Forbes West's Dungeon Master, Jason Onspock. And we've got a special show today because, Forbes, your character chose to just kind of go off on his own in the last episode, didn't he? I'm just a half a year out of the projects. I don't understand this new coffee stuff. Yeah. This yeah, so no, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. I have actually been off by myself. I went to the Crystal Club, which is apparently the happening place in Harmonia, is it? It's Harmonia, yeah, a musical town. Yeah. It's a musical town, so I went to the Crystal Club. Apparently it's a big rave boy scene. Um, lots of things going on there, the Studio 54 of the medieval world, and uh, I'm happy to be there. Good. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's get right into it. So we're gonna, we're gonna this pour... is going to be a long one. I know. This is going to be painful for you. I'm sorry. It, it, it's it's going to be fun, I think. It, it's um, going to be a special ed edition. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. So okay. so you head towards the Crystal Club, uh, a magnificent <laughs> cave. Okay. I'm, I'm walking, and I'm going to the Crystal Club, okay. and I'm not seeing nothing. I'm not, there's no hobos. We've got nothing going on here. we just got plain old folk of Harmonia walking by. I'm giving them kind of like, you know, the gun finger, I'm giving them a little bit of a thumbs up here. Right. Now and again, a smile. Maybe it's stuck. Yeah, and they don't act too differently than how they have throughout the campaign. They kind of shuffle out of your way, avert their eyes. Uh, suspicious folk, these Harmonians. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're musical but suspicious. They're a bunch of pricks, you know? It's yeah. like the, the Metallica of uh, the whole uh, universe of Dungeons & Dragons. It's like walking through Portland. Aha! Uh, that, that's hipster town. That's actually pretty good. Dark, gloomy, and hipsterish. I got you. All right. So you reach the Crystal Club. All right. I'm at the Crystal Club. A magnificent cave opens up on the south end of the first level of the amphitheater. Uh, the ceiling of the cave is lined with clear white crystals, occasionally dotted with a ruby, emerald, or sapphire-colored cluster here and here, here and there. The air in this cavern is cool, if somewhat humid, and carries the scent of perfumes and fine wines. 
Your every footstep echoes softly back from the gleaming walls, causing you to look over your shoulder every so often to make sure that no one is following you. Fifteen feet in from the mouth of the cave is a four-foot rock wall carved from some stone of the cave itself. Two suits of full-plate armor stand near an iron gate set into the living stone. Behind the gate wait two fair maidens. Each of them smiles sweetly at those who enter. As you step nearer to them, it becomes clear that the light perfume in the air is theirs. Beyond the young women, you can see the passages and side rooms of this small cave complex are filled with dining tables, intricate waterfalls, and other intriguing oddities. Near the back of the main chamber is a large crystal column. Around the front of its base is built a wonderful bar. Many goblets and glasses of pure crystal hang from an overhead false roof. The bar top and underside of the false roof are both lined with mirrors. Everything looks clean and gleams with soft, crisp light. Oh, this is quite the place here. This is quite fantastic, though. All right. Let's get this party started here. And even though I'm kind of feeling tired, I'm a little bit exhausted at the moment, I think I can get myself pumped up again. Is um, Dungeon Master, let's talk about this for a second. Sure. Uh, uppers, is that a thing in Harmonia? Our uppers a thing in Harmonia. You know, there might be some potions, but um, oh, I think... Oh, I would what... buy a potion. I'll buy myself a bitch of potion. I need to get up because I'm tired. Can... All right, so I'm going to head straight to the bar and ask one of these guys. Okay, well, so the the ladies stop you. What? Well, Why this... am I stopped by you? Who are you? Uh, I, I am... I am Allison, and my duty is to make sure that everyone who comes in can pay the cover charge. I... I don't want to be paid. It's one platinum piece, although you'll be happy to know that a tenth of the money goes to support the Harmonic Hall. I don't know why you want to accept yourselves. So they're standing there waiting. All right. uh, Uh, This um, is the the price to pay if you want to get into a club this exclusive. You can kind of tell from the way they're looking at you that they're expecting that you're not going to be able to pay. You slept in your clothes for a couple days. You maybe smell a little bit from the jail. Yeah, I probably smell like total ass from the jail. Yeah, yeah that, werewolf. That, yeah, the werewolf, you know, stink and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I got that. They're, they're going to give me this kind of crap. Um, how about I respond with... Because you stink. All right. And then, hmm. And then, okay, so I insult them a little bit. Mm-hmm. and But then I, I got money, I think. Right, yeah, ahead. you don't. You, I don't know if you have platinum pieces, but you can certainly convert. Give them enough gold. Yeah, to I'm make gonna, up I'll give them with the gold. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get kicked out by the bouncer here. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm here on a mission. I'm okay. going to find the jailer. We, right. we didn't talk about the jailer last time, did we? You no, never, we you never found the jailer, no. Okay, so yeah, yeah. some bitch. So they right. take your money and um, they kind of raise an eyebrow, surprised right. that you have it, assuming that you've gotten it oh. from. Oh. Foul deeds, but they don't say anything. This is all communicated through micro expressions on their face. Uh, they absorb your abuse. Yeah, you know, micro expressions. You kind of eyes just move just slightly to give you that impression of surprise if it goes a little wide. You know, that sort of thing. It's a, uh, it's a thing. Yeah. Oh, here, let me give them a, uh, can I toss, I have a werewolf ear from last time. Can I toss it at their feet to freak them out? Cause they're acting like that. Well, you can. All right, I do that. Okay, so they kind of step back and with a startle. Um, yeah, exactly. Shut up. But you're allowed to walk in. All right. Assuming All right, you do, they I... kind of whisper to each other while you pass. All right, so I lost a werewolf ear, and then how much gold did I lose paying the cover charge? Uh, uh, I think the conversion is 10 gold to a platinum piece, but I'll get back to you on that. I don't know it off the top of my head. All right. 
Um, all right, so now you're heading to the bar. Okay, I'm heading to the bar. I'm strolling in. I'm feeling good. I'm tired, but I want that upper. I think they got potions here. This is the kind of place it seems like they got fancy stuff. So I'm going to go right up to the barkeep, and I'm like, hey, barkeep, what you got? Okay, so uh, there's another uh, beautiful woman behind the bar, and oh, she yeah, says, she says, well, we have just about anything you could like. What sort of drinks do you like? Ales? Something stronger? Mold wines, spiced wines. I need something that's going to perk up my senses here. I, I'm a little bit exhausted. I, I spent the whole night in jail killing a werewolf. And again, that, that's like not hyperbole. That's actually some real stuff that went down. So she just goes, hmm. Uh, she turns around and says, well, we don't, most drinks here are likely to do the opposite, but I do have this, but be warned, it's, it's very strong. Oh, you got that. I'll take that. All right, I'll, I'll pay her some gold. Okay, all right. So she pours out of uh, just a, a slim blue bottle. She pours uh, a white liquid into a tumbler for you, like a little crystal tumbler. Uh, it doesn't have any odor when you smell it. Ah, it's got a little crystal method to it. I got you. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to down this son of a bitch. But uh, beforehand, I'm going to pay, but... Um, I don't know if tipping is a harmonious thing or not, but I'm going to tip her a couple uh, extra gold pieces because uh, I want her on my good side right at the moment. Okay. Yeah, no, she, she seems to understand the concept of tipping and gladly takes your money. So, knocking it back? Uh, all right, got that. Doing good? <laughs> all right, uh, I want you to save against uh, paralysis. Save against paralysis? Oh, well, look at you. Yeah, I know. Setting up the, oh, this whole thing. All right, so what do I roll? Oh, uh, saving throws, paralyzation. Okay, I got it. Okay. Okay. So it's uh, it's strong. It burns your mouth. It burns your tongue. It burns your throat all the way down. You can feel it churning in your stomach. You can feel your, your body wanting to kind of quiver at the knees and fall over, but you're able to overcome pretty well. You're able to overcome to a point where this is all happening internally and outside. You show no signs that the drink is affecting you, but you do feel perked up. You do feel aware. Everything yeah. kind of feels right. alive. <laughs> I feel good now. <clears throat> and so, all right. so she looks at you with surprise that you're not falling on the floor and asks, would you like another? Uh, no, no, no. I'm good right at the moment here, Pally. Hey, listen. And, and I, I beckon her over with a come-hither motion. Okay. And I go, hey, listen. And by the way, you smell good like those other girls. By the way, listen. Okay. Okay, so, like, I told that whole story about, like, the jail and the werewolf thing, and you just went, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay, that thing happened. Where's the jailer at, okay? <laughs> Sir, I don't know who the jailer of this town is. I'm, why would you not know that? Why would I be acquainted with a jailer? He wouldn't be able to afford a place like this. This I, is the Crystal Club. I think, for, first off, let's, let's, let's put this in context here. You live in a cave. It's a club in a cave, okay? We're not talking like the Ritz here. Listen, listen up, sweetheart. I want you to do something, okay? I want you just to settle down, bring it down a notch to pretension, okay? You're a bartender, whore, whatever we're going to call it, okay? So I have no at whore, she walks away. Oh, really? You. But oh my! But another woman, dark-haired, oh, raven-haired. She goes. 
Can I insult her really good? You can insult her? Yeah, go ahead. Give your insult. I think they're and trained to ignore You're her. popular because you developed early and started giving hand jobs when you were 12. But now you can't stand to look at yourself in the mirror because all you see is a whore. We're going to have to change the rating on our podcast from clean to explicit, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's from Family Guy. That's not explicit. <laughs> um, all right. So, yes, they're trained to ignore unruly customers. But um, you do see her kind of looking at rather large large man um he's paying attention to you now watching you closely but uh, another woman with raven hair uh these are all just a lot of good-looking women in this bar comes up next to you and she says i saw the way you handled that brandy (laughs) yeah yeah i handle brandies all the time you know what i'm talking about most men aren't virile enough (laughs) yeah i know what you mean yeah I got him. So she said, she says, my name is Ariel. Oh, hi, Ariel. I'm a, I'm a, uh, Farjan Winston. You sound like you're not too sure about that. Well, you know what? It's just, I've actually just had this brandy here. So it's kind of like, it's a little bit, you know, it's tipping the scales a little bit, but I'm Farjan Winston. How you do? How do you do? And how you do? I'm fine. Thank you. And yes, the brandy can have that effect. Can I buy you something else? Something less potent? Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm good at the moment. I got to keep up. I was in all night in a jail. Your mm. jail in town here, and there was a werewolf, and the jailer threw us in there. Now, I got buddies. I got a lot of buddies, by the way. So, this, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. This, you know, it's, it's basically a small army, uh, A-team style uh, band of rogues. Mm. And anyway, you know, we got into this whole situation. Jailer threw us in there with a werewolf. Can you believe that? Well, I've heard that there are werewolves, and I'm glad to know that they were in jail if they were found. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this jailer, he set us up there, and I'm, I'm just kind of like, you know what, I'm a curious guy. You're going to throw me in jail with a werewolf, uh, you know what, I'm going to do some uh, Inspector Clouseau's type action here. I'm going to figure this this thing out. So, uh, do you know anything about the jailer? Because, like, you know, Brand or whatever her face over there, you know, Miss Goody Two-Shoes, who works as a bartender, you know, whatever her problem is, she didn't give me anything, so you got to... Let me know if you know something. I mean, I'll make you worth your while. Again, I got people around the corner. They got stuff. We can make it totally worth your while. You, you can tell me where the jailer's at or his son or any loved one or a pet he has. Let me know. Ah, uh, that's, that's a lot of information to process. So first of all, let me say that I'm here to enjoy myself and have a drink. And if you're not, I'll find someone else who is. Now, if you're willing to have a drink with me, I might know a thing or two about our jailer. All right. Well, you know what? I'll have a drink. But uh, here, DM here. Uh, can I sense BS or poison? Uh, can you sense BS or poison? Um, yes. You can – let's see here. You know, unlike unlike our old edition where we had everything else that goes, uh, you could detect – you could try to detect magic. Um, you could try to detect an illusion – um, things like that. As far as whether or not someone is BSing you, that's uh, that's going to be that's going to be on you. Okay. Well, how just, about just okay. personally what you think? You know what? Actually, what I'll think is that I will be like, I'll do the cool Fonzie thing. I'll give her a couple thumbs up, mm-hmm. two thumbs. You know, mm-hmm. and I will go. Hey, listen. Yeah, I'll have a drink, but let me go buy him. Okay, it, it's on me. It's on. It's on the house, sort right. of. If I have a house. Okay. Um, so, well, you're both standing at the bar, so, so you can't leave. Um, so she says, well, 
I have more than enough money, and you're new to town. I'd like to, I'd like to help you out. Listen here, Missy. Listen, I might look like a hobo. I might have slept in my clothes. I might smell like werewolf piss. But guess what? I got the money. You look good. You're a good-looking dame. Uh, it's on the house. I appreciate that. But uh, you know what? I'm going to be the kind of guy who says to Harmonia, hey, look, Harmonia, I'm good with you. Uh, I'm going to uh, treat their people well. That's what I'm doing, except for that jailer once I find his ass. She's not sure what to say. So she just nods her head slowly. <laughs> All right. So then I, I buy the drinks here, and I make sure I'm always no, walking. No, you don't buy the drinks because the bartender ignores you. Oh, all right. Fine. Tell tell Ariel the speed wagon, whatever the hell her name is. Uh, she can buy the drinks. I'll stand over the corner, but I want to keep an eye on her that she doesn't dump crap into it. Okay, sure. Um, so she orders uh, a round of brandy, but this one is not clear. Uh, it's it's the golden color that you're usually that you're used to. As you watch the bartender, it looks like she's just poured it straight into a crystal tumbler. She actually puts them both um, in front of Ariel. Ariel takes hers and then sort of holds out a hand, offering you to pick up yours. You didn't detect any sleight of hand or uh, anything. She didn't hold her hand over the top of the drink. It looks like she's being genuine. Okay, so I, I put it up, and I clink my glass against hers. It's all like, please meet you, Ariel. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, too, Fargin. Fargin Winston, yes. Not Farson Windhook. That's not a thing. That that sounds like it, but no, it's Fargin Winston. She laughs and takes a small sip of her drink. Ah, all right. All right, we got a party here. Hey, listen, so, yeah, you know, um, yeah, your your town's got strange stuff going on. I, I got to tell you, you got a werewolf in jail. You got a jailer throwing people into the werewolf and stuff like that. What, what, what's the deal here? Have you been around here for a while? So every time you say werewolf, her eyes kind of, like, open and she looks away slightly. Not like she's embarrassed, but more like she's trying to be polite while you're making social gaffes. Well, are you, what, and so you, what, she leans in and she says, it's really not accepted to talk openly about the werewolves. All right, sorry, werewolf American. Shh, I'm sorry. Shh, shh. Let's see. You, your SJW crap is, you know, this. I'm getting up to here with it. I'm sorry. There's werewolves. Okay, why are you guys all just freaking out about the werewolves? Are there more werewolves? Quiet, quiet. She all gets right. up and she walks toward... Uh, like a, a finger of the cave, just sort of like down down a corridor, and she beckons oh. for you to come and follow her. All right, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're in the cave, and uh, it's dark, uh, but there's, there's torches on the wall. Um, you can hear, like, the, the clamor and chatter of the bar, but it's oh. it's all out of sight. So it, it sounds like you're pretty well secluded here. All right, all right. Okay. And I'm like, so I was like, all right, I, I understand, you know, I use the W word and it's freaking you out. But it, it's, look, I almost got eaten, okay? I lost, like, you know, I shot this thing with a musket. By the way, I have a musket. That That's not a normal thing, you know? No, no, blunderbusses exist. We we know about them. Now, if you don't call them blunderbusses. Go blunder. Don't give me this. All right, whatever. That's besides the point. Okay. Look, we're, Listen. we're Yes. Yes, I understand. You're you're not from around here, but you have to. Understand. No, I'm not. I'm from my Kadios. I'm a yeah. Listen, or, Farjan, Farjan, whatever. I'm trying to help you. Okay. I'm trying to help you. We don't talk about werewolves because we don't know who they are. 
We know that they're there. They terrorize the poor parts of town. And on the rare occasion that someone gets caught and thrown in jail, something like what sounds like it happened to your friends is often the result. Whoa. So it's like a whole thing here, huh? It's kind of like it's a deep conspiracy thing, huh? It's a big whole thing, yes. Do you think, I mean, like, the jailer is just like, what are we talking about? He's like a minor cog in the whole grim machine here? The jailer, I would imagine, is just that, a jailer. And if he locked you up, it was probably, probably, because he thought you might have contracted the disease, and he wanted to make sure that you were healthy. Uh, Like, I still want to just slit his throat, but I mean, like, I kind of get that reasoning. So, I mean, but, I mean, like, we got thrown in there. I think the jailer, I don't know, I just have a feeling that he might know something. I know he's a minor cog or something, but do you have any idea? I mean, come on, this is a public official here. We're not talking like, you know, Joe Schmuck on the street here. Listen, you know what I'm I, yes, listen, I don't know you too well. Yeah, that's fine. But I saw you throw that werewolf ear on the floor. Yeah. And if I hadn't have seen that, I wouldn't have come over. Oh, see, that's what I do. I saw you handle that beverage. And so I'm asking you right now, and I want you to be honest with me, and if it costs me my life, so be it, are you one of them? No, no I'm not don't I'm not a werewolf. That believe me, I have a lot of things, you know. Uh you know, uh some people call me uh Maurice, some people call me Space Cowboy, some call me, uh you know, uh I don't know where I was going with this whole thing, but I'm just saying that, like, they tell me a lot of things. I'm not a werewolf. Okay, good. Are you able, are you able to help? Are you willing to help with this problem? I need well, to make sure that you weren't a werewolf. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like, I'm, if you want me to kill werewolves, that's cool. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's, I'm sorry, I used the W word again, and I apologize about that. But, look... I got a whole team of banditos, all right, around the corner, some bad hombres if I want to be really relevant to the current timing of the podcast. But anyway, I got some people around the corner. They they are more willing to kind of help with this thing, especially, you know, it's kind of like worth a while. You know what I mean? It's just like I'm saying, it's just like, you know, we got some like King Werewolf and he's got gold. Okay. All right. Okay, fine. Listen, there are some of us who – are at this club, who who gather at this club. I'm the only one here now, but there are some of us who work on this problem, who are trying to solve this problem. All right, all right. Well, that sounds like fun. I mean, I'm I'm down for killing some werewolf people. But even, but even in this corridor, if they could be anyone, if one of them hears us, it could be the end. Okay. Follow, well, I'm, follow me. Follow me. Okay. I, I'll I will. Follow her, but at a distance to make sure that she's not a werewolf trying to set me up because it sounds like werewolf talk. I'm paranoid. <laughs> I'm paranoid okay. as hell. Right. I mean, it's like I'm I'm jumped up on God knows whatever that meth drink I got, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm Plus the uh, brandy, the brandy meth, and mm-hmm. then like you know, uh, I again like you know I'm I'm just making sure that I can just have a good escape possibility at any time. That's what I'm going to do, and also like I'm going to like surreptitiously. Whatever you call that, mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna just make sure that like when she's not looking, like I got my hand on my rapier just in case I need to start doing some stabbing on my way out of here. Yeah, okay, that that makes total sense. So you start following her. Uh, it's just a winding path, so you turn right, yeah. you turn left. The grade goes up, the grade goes down. Um, the torches seem like they're getting fewer and far farther in between, uh, but then at at another torch station there is. Uh, 
like a row of candles in candle holders. So she takes one and starts to walk, you know, into a darkened area. And she says, it's not much farther. All right. Yeah, that's cool. All right. This is kind of getting dark, but all right. Hey, listen, can I just make some noise by myself? Can I just, can I just do some music? No. Well, why not? Well, because the whole point is to be quiet. If you want to turn around, let's turn around. No, no, no. I don't, I'm not going to turn around. Just settle down. I just, well, why are we being quiet? In case someone's following us, I want to be able to hear their footsteps. All right. That's fine. But you, you, you look, how about this? Look, look, lady, you get closer to me. Okay. I'll get right behind you. Okay. And just get close enough and DM whisper talk just so I can stab her in the throat in case something goes down and take her as a hostage. Okay. Got it. All right. So you're, so you're walking close. Um, All right. she, uh, reaches a big oak door mm-hmm. that's kind of set into a cave wall and she opens it up, just kind of creaks open and the room inside is pitch black. She doesn't ask you to go first though. She walks right in okay. and you can see as the candlelight glows that it's a stone floor. It looks like a pretty expansive room and she goes to a large round oak table and at that table she starts lighting uh, candles that are already set up on the table. All right. This is romantic. Thank you. Okay. So you're inside. Did you take one of those candles, by the way? Do you have your own light? No, I don't have my own light. No, I just kind of followed her around. And okay. I'm actually following her so close that in case I need to, you know, but guys, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. Okay. So she, so you can see it's shadowy. Not all the candles in the room are lit yet. Um, it's shadowy, but you can't see or sense anyone else in the room. Uh, she walks over to the door kind of looks by the candlelight as far as she can down the corridor, seems satisfied that she can't see anyone, closes the door, and then a big bar, you know, she kind of levers one down, so now it's barred from the inside, so no one from the outside could make their way in without some impressive strength. So, And, then, and I just kind of laugh like a creep, and I go, well, I guess you're locked in here with me now. <laughs> Be mature. She lights candles, and uh, now now there's a glow in the room. You can see that uh, they've installed um, uh, there's there's just like a, some end tables with some books here and there, but otherwise it's pretty Spartan. And as far as you can tell, there's no outlet to the cave. You look up; um, it's a low cave ceiling, but it doesn't look like there's anything above you that could drop down. Um, maybe a slight shaft for uh, air to come in and out, because you can notice that the candles are kind of flowing a bit so it's not devoid of oxygen in the room okay well this, this seems like my kind of place yeah i like that these kind of hideouts i don't know I, i'm from uh yeah i'm from around so i mean like i kind of like this this is cool nice setup yeah you getting more of that brandy like that whatever crystal brandy no not the stuff we just had like the stuff before there's there's a there's a there's a flask over uh, on one of the tables, it looks like just like a leather, kind of a strong leather flask. Um, so there's 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 more to drink in there. It's not brandy though. I don't know what it's filled up with from the last time. Probably mead or ale. All right, well I'll I'll go help myself here. You know, it's just like I'm doing you guys a favor. It seems so. I walk over to the flask and then I, I put some out of my hand mm. and I smell it and yeah. I go, "Is this good stuff or not?" Do I have to roll a 20 to see if it's good stuff or not? So you poured it on your hand? Yeah, pour it on my hand and I smell it. Uh, it smells rust red 
and your hand is bloody. Whoa! Oh, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whip out the rapier. This is, what's going on here? You got a blood fast here, okay? I ain't screwing around. Relax, she says. It's, it's from, it's from the mulberry. It's, it's a blood red wine. It what? smells like it, but it's not. All I know is I'm vampire blood. You got a weird town here, okay? <laughs> vampire blood. I'm not a vampire, and I wouldn't have, and if I was, you would have realized it at the bar. You wouldn't have been able to see me in the mirrors. Oh, yeah, those mirrors, yeah. All right. Okay, I'll settle down here. All right, I, I, take, a, I take a small sip of the mulberry blood red uh, wine and uh, go, and I calm my nerves here a bit. Okay, it tastes exactly like blood. Oh, spit it out, and then I whip out the rapier again. She smiles, and you see... It looks like her teeth are very sharp, like just for an instant. Blah. And then they seem normal again. Wait, are we in the middle of a vampire werewolf thing? Is this like a blood and crypts thing? You're being, you're overreacting to things, don't you think? Now, hey, come listen, on. I saw your teeth do some screwy shit. I'll, I'll bury you, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't find you know what. I will bury all your bat transforming asses, okay? By the way, by the way. You do this to me, guess what? I got a whole crew. I got about 50 hired guns out there who are doing this whole thing. We're in the jail together. I got some rock-hitting MFers. They'll come down here. They'll bury this whole cave and you in it. All right, so don't mess with me, lady. She sits down and says, let's sit down and talk about business. All right, well, again, is this, we're going to talk vampire business. I'm down talking vampire business. I'm talking about me being, you know, the first course of the night. Take a seat. Yeah, I sit down slowly, staring at her with the fiery suns of a thousand winds behind my back or whatever. All right. So she's drumming her fingernails on the table. And she asks you, how did you come to Harmonia? Uh, You know what? I've uh, I've been around. Um, You know, I've uh, done some things. I'm a bard. Sort of, you know, I like to play some music. I, I like to do my own thing. Um, I ran into these, uh, this army again, like I said, about 50, uh, tough hombres, uh, and they're, they're a singing minstrel troupe or something like that. Anyway, I think it's very Jim Crowish. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, I hooked up with these guys and, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I'm an adventurer. What can I say? I, I do my own thing. You know, I go from port to port. I come here and uh, I, I'm a stranger in a strange land. And first thing that happens is that uh, people harmonia and their jailer throws me in jail with a werewolf. I wasn't jailed per se. You know what I'm talking about. So while I'm you're just... talking, you notice that it looks like her her fingernails suddenly grow to sharp, huge like claws, and then go back to normal again. And I need you to roll a d. Tw- or actually, I need you to roll a paralysis check now. This is a fear check because of what you just saw. All right, let's see here. All right, so roll the same thing again. Yep, roll roll that same. Okay, so I saw the roll, um, and I need to roll now myself.
Okay. So that startles you, and you almost fumble. I'm assuming your rapier is still kind of in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost, you almost drop it out of your hand, but you are afraid. And your only instinct at this point is to try to get out of the room. Your body is compelling you to get away from this woman. Okay, so I back up and be like, what the hell's going on here? You better give me some damn answers here or else it says we're going to go time, all right? And guess what? If I go, I got 50 guys on the other side who are going to be looking for your ass. They'll burn down the Crystal Club. They don't give a crap. They have no discretion anymore. No, Again, uh, whatever Nick Cole's character's name is, he don't give a crap. He got no discretion no more. <laughs> so you're backing up against the door, and yeah. uh, she can hear the the fright in your voice um and she rises up and starts walking towards you her head is down but she's looking at you upward through her eyes walking slowly you see her tongue move across her lips the top of her lips she smiles those sharp teeth are back again and she starts to transform and she is turning and growing and hairs are sprouting out of her face and out of her arms the claws are back and she turns into a wolf wear right before you and you need to do another fear check now at this all right all right we got go time now ah okay and I need to roll myself once more. And you drop your rapier on the floor. In fear. Ah. She takes the initiative and lunges at you. Um, so, I need to know what your armor class is. Um, it's going to take about an hour. <laughs> I, it's actually eight. Okay, yeah, eight. I, 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 was, I was just testing you. Uh, so, armor class eight. We are going to roll a d20. Uh, she she hits you, and she does eleven points of damage. Oh, clever girl! All right, it's a eleven she's, points. She's bellowing and roaring. Oh my god! Okay, so let's see. Uh, I dropped the rapier, so can I pull out my musket and try to blast her in the face? Yeah, you can you can pull out your musket. All right. By the way, I'm a worshiper of the wolf god. Does that help in any way? Can I can I just like say a uh, prayer? <laughs> you you can you can pray. That's actually about all you'll have time for in this turn is recovering from your fear enough to pull out the musket and okay. kind of put your arm up in a defensive stance and then utter whatever prayer you want to utter. I'll I'll gonna pray pray to the wolf god. Blessed be he. That runs in the Alaskan wilderness, free of EPA regulations. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, attacks again and uh, hits. Ah. Armor class four. And does 13 damage. Oh, my. Hold on a second. So you are, you've got, uh, the first attack was a tremendous pair of claw swipes that ripped open your, your tunic, dug deep into your skin. You can feel the blood rolling down your chest, over your stomach, 
past your groin. Uh, the next was a bite. She was going for your neck. Um, and she could have hit it, you feel like, but she swerved at the last minute and just took a huge chunk out of your shoulder. And now, thankfully, not your sword arm or your musket arm, but that arm is feeling weak and almost useless. All right. Well, it's just like, wait, but she swerved in the last second. So what? maybe she's not trying to be werewolfy. Or maybe she's just playing with you. All right. So maybe then I just, I, I, I'm going to run to the other side of the room and go, hey, crazy woman, you're acting like a werewolf. Why don't you stop it? Okay. So you're going to try to run around her. Um, yes. She, she kind of lets you go. Um, you can still fire if you want to. I'm like, kind of hey. as you run. No, no, I, I'm going to take a chance here because, you know, last time we tried to blast someone with a musket didn't work that much. So I'm going to be like, hey, calm down. Settle down. If you're feeling bad about being a werewolf, that's not my problem. Okay? Look, I can help you. <laughs> she All lunges right. and attacks again. Oh, God damn it. Hits. And depletes your hit points. A big bite to your throat. And you're laying there, looking up, bleeding out. Yes. She turns back to her human form. There's blood all over her face. And she says, thanks for the good time. Turns back into a werewolf and starts to devour you. And your what? character has died. What? This is bullshit. Bullshit game. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Sci-Fi Writers playing <laughs> Old School D&D. We had our first fatality. Farge and Winston thought it would be a good idea to head into a Ravenloft club haunted by werewolves, and he paid the ultimate price. Fargen, we salute you. I, I'm going to salute you with a couple fingers here. Uh, it's over Skype. I can't see them. All right. Kill, kill, kill. Listen to the rap music. I was going to do an outro where you could talk about uh, more about Forbes West in your books, but that that was such a nice little uh, little little bumper music. I don't know, but Forbes, <laughs> I think it's good. Yes, you're a regular on our first season, and you'll mm-hmm. be back on season two after we finish this module as well. But if people who enjoy your antics want to read your books. They should start with a book. I, my recommendation is that they start with Nighthawks at the Mission, which was just recently re-released and is a fantastic book. But what do you recommend? I actually no Nighthawks at the Mission. So that's my baby. I really do actually like that a lot. I think that Nighthawks was uh, something that um, I put a lot of effort and love into, and I think it's a great book. That is something that I don't think you find much in like sci-fi uh, fantasy too well. Uh, most of the time, it seems that there's a lot of uh, kind of cliche storms that happen. And I'm proud that I try to steer away from that. And uh, again, your short story is fantastic. And then also the, uh, uh, the stories from uh, uh, also Todd Barslow and then the mysterious Fenton Cooper character. Uh, I think they actually do really complement the actual original book. And I think it's just that the book kind of is slight commentary on young adult books. And then also social commentary on, General state affairs in the country, and then also just a lot of fun with, you know, again, dealing with a fantasy, high-tech reality that uh, you kind of see what this would be like through the eyes of totally true American characters. So, I mean, I think that's the whole fun of the book. And, I, again, I appreciate so much, Jason, you actually putting in your own sort of story. I think that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's it's a great book, and it's the kind that uh, after you read it, you want to find out more about the world. So I recommend uh, listeners go check out Nighthawks at the Mission by Forbes West. We'll have a link to it on this episode's uh, page. And uh, you can find out more by going to – what's your website, Forbes? Forbes West Books. So it's just like it sounds. Um, Forbes like the magazine, West like the direction, books.com. All right. Thanks for dying a savage, brutal death. Yes, in a club, which is probably my fate uh, for reality. So thank you so much. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Thanks, Forbes. This episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by Wolfsbane Body Spray. Pit Perfume for the discriminating werewolf. <laughs> I'm Chris Porteau, author of the legacy fleet novel Avenger, the first Swarm War Book 2, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the loot shop, our bios, and more at oldschooldnd.com. That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. 